It's Monday. It's sunny. Kind of cold, but that's okay. Got a mouse in the house. I'll get rid of that. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Going to talk a lot of Packers football in this hour. Mike Clement's going to be joining us coming up here in about 15 minutes. So uh, looking forward to that, as always. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. they got Snow Pilot coming out, if it's not out already. They have, obviously, the traditionals, the lagers, the IPAs and such. Uh, they got the Snow Pilot. Uh, they've got so many good beers. And then there's Cider Boys. They have the Mimosa. They have the caramel apple. They have just the regular first press. All that good stuff from our friends at Point Brewing. Brewing excellence right there in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, since 1857. Great stuff from our friends at Stevens Point. Here's one question for you for everybody that says you got to find out where the uh, mice are coming in. I'll get and then I'll be off of this topic. Okay. Um, tell me because I have a lot of people that have emailed and said they had to call a professional to find out where they're coming in at, which is great. But what does it cost? What is the cost related to that? I mean, I don't want to spend $1,000 trying to get mice out of my house. If not, I'll just fill every damn room with buckets. <laughs> so, but uh, tell me, tell me uh, what the cost is. Is it like a couple hundred bucks to have them come out and run, run around exterminating stuff or what? You know? So, I mean, me, know. me and some buddies – Geez, hundred bucks a piece. We'll sit out on lawn chairs and just drink beers and watch very closely every single inch of your siding and, and see if we can catch them going in. That won't cost that. That much. might be that might be what I do. Yeah, that might be what I ultimately do. Is just hire you and you come on over and sit in front of the house and give you a BB gun or whatever and yeah, pick them off. So, <laughs> uh, and and again, people are saying that only you know it it. They they come in through tiny, tiny holes. I have no idea. I have no idea where. So maybe I do have to call a professional. But what does it cost for something like that? I know there's a couple of different pest control companies out there. Is it like an Orkin? There's a Batsner. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, May Jadler says, I had a pest control guy come out to my – come out, uh, put out some poison, and then they traced – to know if they were coming in from an exterior or if there was an in interior infestation. Oh, if there's an infestation, I would pass out. I, I, I would pass out. I'd have to go live in a tent. Would you rather learn that your house is infested by mice or you have ghosts? Mice. Okay, okay. Just checking. Ghosts, ghosts I can handle. I've told, I've told that story. Yeah. I, I've... I, I've told I, I don't have a problem with ghosts, no problem at all. Uh, but the uh, the mice that that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because you just never know. The worst part about it is if like you go to sleep and one crosses across your blanket or something, and you just don't know. And I'm not look. I'm not one that has like food laying out or anything. It was just the pantry. I've seen some things like in the bar downstairs along the walls, you know. But yeah, it's. Ugh. So I just had the weather stripping and the uh, the threshold and the entry uh, in the garage door all replaced. So that I'm good. So now we'll see. We'll see where they're coming in. Um, our buddy Dwayne says, walking around in the house in that big, giant pink bunny outfit. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the, uh, the last year for the uh, Christmas party. I did the pink nightmare in the movie The Christmas Story. I wore a life-size pink bunny suit. 
which lasted about an hour and a half, and then the party had to be sponsored by Gold Bond. So, oh, there you go. It happens. Uh, 877-867-1670. Some emails to get to regarding the Green Bay Packers. Let's get, let's get into that. Um, this one's from Scott. said, I, I'm not in as a playoff team yet, uh, but this helps the confidence of this team. We'll have to wait and see what happens from here on out. Go Pack Go. That's Scott in Arpin. Scott, appreciate the email. Good stuff. Uh, our buddy Steve says, uh, first of all, I welcome back. Uh, I love the Boston area, especially Finial Hall. Uh, great area, great spot to relax and unwind. What a refreshing football weekend it was. The Green Bay Packers played the best game of the season by far. Jordan Love showed some high upside, and the offense was actually clicking without Aaron Jones. Christian Watson had the fastest play in NFL this weekend, and the young receivers are going up and coming down with the 50-50 balls. The defense, good, and Rashawn Gary deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. Rashawn Gary, I have not even mentioned him, and uh, we should. between It was like him and Preston Smith were listening to the program on Monday and Tuesday. They just turned the switch on, man. Uh, the fake punt, you have to give credit to two rookies, Van Ness and Carl Brooks, for blowing up that play. And Van Ness had a big play there. Yes, you are correct. Badgers also played well after a slow start. Tanner Mordecai was phenomenal. Braylon Allen got it going in what was obviously his last regular season game as a Wisconsin Badger. Luke Fickle has the program on track, and I believe he sees the need to still play Badger smash mouth football. Congratulations to UW on making the quarterfinals. They take on Wartburg this weekend at noon. And also, congrats to UW Lacrosse. They move on to face number one, North Central. Good luck to both teams, the Warhawks and the Eagles, this weekend as well. Yeah, and uh, now you were in Minnesota. You didn't get a chance to go to the lacrosse game, right? No, I was following along a little bit. I was in Minneapolis on Saturday. But, yeah, they hung 62 on on a team. Aurora hadn't lost a game all year. And yeah. UWL puts it. The, the Division three level football in the WIAC is so much better than it is in any other concentration in the country. It's, it's unbelievable. And I know yeah. whitewater fans would say that I was talking to my parents this weekend. I think stout could beat the balls off of some of these other teams that have made it into the, the, the postseason tournament. So it, it yep. just speaks volumes to this league and, and the teams that can make it in. And you know, what's good. It's good that it's not, look, I, I, I love my relationship and working with a gang down at UW Whitewater for so many years, which is fantastic, but it is so good. I mean, we had UW Oshkosh, which was on top for a little while. Platteville was starting to make a run. Then now lacrosse is starting to do it. I, you know what I would love to see is eventually UW Eau Claire start to kind of raise the level of that program and get better and have their, their time in the sun as well. But man, what a, what a great weekend for uh, the, the WEAC to have the spotlight focused upon. So good stuff there. Completely agree. Uh, this one's from Tom. Says, let's not forget the, the downfield pass to Christian Watson was way underthrown. Watson went up and got it. He threw with better timing, and receivers made a uh, difference fighting for the football. That's T-Dub in Tulsa. And uh, this is from Jake, who says, uh, hey, guys. Uh, he said the same thing. He said, there's still some underthrown balls. It doesn't seem like he has the arm strength to get the ball more than 40 yards downfield. That could be problematic late in ball games in the two-minute drill. However, he was much more assured passing, and I like to see that out of our quarterback. Good stuff, and appreciate the email. Uh, so yeah, there was some good, and obviously, the, look, I, I really try to watch quarterbacks this weekend and where they put the football. And you look at polished guys like Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts last night. Jalen Hurts, a couple of balls that he threw. I mean, the, the receivers never – broke stride I mean they were in in route on the money 
and they never even stutter-stepped. It was perfect. And you hope that Jordan Love gets to that point where he just he's hitting guys in stride, leading them perfect, where they're catching the ball right out in front of them. And you saw that out of the great quarterbacks that are at least really, really good upper echelon quarterbacks, some of which we witnessed this weekend. You know who's coming on, too. And Tom brings this up. He says, we kind of had this guy buried for dead. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, don't look now, but they're starting now. Their defense still stinks. They're still ranked 32nd in the National Football League. But Russell Wilson is starting to come on and play really good football. And maybe he still has gas left in the tank. He's starting to play like Seattle Russ again. Who knew? Who knew yeah. that the way that, that Pete Carroll wanted him to play for all those years, maybe, there was a reason behind that. Who, who would have thought? Right. Run a little bit and, and do a lot of the things that we saw him <laughs> do in Seattle. Right. I, 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 man, what a, what a, what a, what a comeback, I guess, you know, for starting one and five to where they are. Remember, they took that 70 burger and everybody just figured they were just awful. And Sean Payton got testy. He stuck with it. And now you got to turn around and give him credit. You know, karma was what it was at the time for a horrible coaching job, but. Uh, did you also see the meme floating around for all the different players that Aaron Rodgers brought in to New York, including Nathaniel Hackett as a, an offensive coordinator, and how they're killing them um, in New York? And it, just because we were just on the East Coast, but not many people ha- happy with it. They like when Aaron Rodgers gone. Well, and what's funny, Bill, is, and I'm glad you brought this up because we got to get to Mike Clemens in a couple minutes, but this is something we didn't talk about. Alan Lazard, not active. Right. Nathaniel Hackett, a healthy scratch, healthy scratch. Correct. Nathaniel Hackett, not really shown us much. Doesn't look like he did in 2020 when he was the offensive coordinator of a team. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP and, and they made it all the way to the NFC championship game. And what's funny, Bill, is is going into this offseason. This will be interesting to watch. The Jets should probably do two things. They should probably get a defense, a different offensive coordinator, and they should probably draft a quarterback because they're going to be picking near the top 10. And this is a great year. You could get Bo Nix or Michael Penix or, or one of those guys that aren't going to go top five, but be right there, be the next guy. The Jets should probably do both of those things. And I don't yeah. know if they can because Aaron Rodgers is there. It's just, yep. it's a wild scenario, but we've seen this a hundred times before. Yep. Uh, man, I, and I, I wish I could find it. And if I do, I'll, I'll repost it. Maybe, I, you know what? I think Mike Clemens posted it. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I think Mike Clemens posted something about the um yeah here it is uh, it's a time to check in on everybody that Aaron Rodgers wanted to be or brought onto the Jets Nathaniel Hackett worst offensive coordinator in the National Football League Alan Lazard a healthy scratch for games Billy Turner an absolute turnstile on the offensive line Randall Cobb three catches and 12 targets for 20 yards uh Tim Boyle statistically one of the worst quarterbacks in college and or professional football history and then Dalvin Cook who he wanted three yards per carry no touchdowns and and what um and, and there was something in Sports Illustrated, correct me if I'm wrong, where Robert Sala had put Alan Lazard on notice. Now I didn't get a chance to read that headline before I went on the air today, but that was also something that I was uh, I was seeing today. He made comments get... in the post game about how he needs to play with a little bit more of an edge and raise his level, and they're hoping that this will will bring the best out of him. It, it wasn't anything crazy, but he did. He did address it and talk about it in his postgame presser, which is more than a lot of coaches will do. Well, that's just the thing is when they mention it publicly, they've probably already just 
hammered them behind closed doors. It's the tip of the iceberg. If if they say one thing in a press conference, that's typically a sign that that they feel this way and have been feeling this way. Oh, yeah. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. When we come back, Mike Clement's going to be joining us. We'll talk with Mike the rest of the way about what this Green Bay Packers did on Thanksgiving Day, and we'll talk with him also about what his thoughts are and how the offense clicked. And I'll even touch a little bit upon, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the Jets' uh, woes and failures when it comes to uh, number twelve. I, let me say this because I said they want they want Rodgers gone. There is a a group of Jets fans and New York fans that want Rodgers gone. I, the, many of them still think that he's going to come walking on water into the locker room one day and just save the franchise. But many are starting to kind of say, wait a minute, everything he wanted is not that good, so why are these players here taking up roster spots? So we'll touch a little bit on that. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. To be a third down and three. Going for the end zone for Watson. He's got it. Touchdown, Green Bay. Give those guys credit over there. Coach LaFour had them, had them ready to go. They played a real good game. I thought Love came out and played really well. Receivers made plays. Um, and look, they, they were ready, man. They uh, they played really well, and we did not. We didn't play good enough, and, uh, you know, we did not compliment each other, turn the ball over too much, and uh, we weren't over to, able to overcome uh, those issues. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Welcome back. Yeah. Time now to take us the rest of the way, our guy, Mike Clemens. Mike, how you doing today, man? Uh, better than Frank Reich. Uh, yes. What the hell was that? Uh, he uh, he is no more. He uh, didn't make – boy, I tell you what, they showed a before and after picture. That guy aged 42 years this season. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Man. Are they one in ten or something like that? Yeah, but they're it, bad. David Tabor, this owner, this guy's a knucklehead. I, did, I saw a report this morning. He was heard walking around the locker room after they lost to the Titans yesterday, dropping the f bomb left and right, left yep. and right about that. So, yeah, Carolina's gone through uh, four coaches in five years. How's that working out for you? Yep. Very few. Can't figure it out. Yep. Very few was a defensive coordinator for the Giants that uh, beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and they gave him one year. Matt Rule was there two or three. 
Steve Wilkes, and now Frank Reich. That's just great. Well, you know, the the Broncos dropping uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, midseason actually turned out okay for them eventually, right? I mean, they're yeah they've been on a roll ever since with with uh, Sean Payton. But I don't know. I just thought that was a really silly, silly move. But um, uh, over in Detroit, uh, they they got shocked. They got shocked. I, I think they thought they were going to win this one at home finally. Uh, they are now 0-7 uh, on Thanksgiving days. And, you know, uh, if you're a new head coach in the Detroit Lions, just like the Chicago Bears, what's the main thing you're supposed to do? Beat the Packers or win on Thanksgiving. And uh, the Lions were unable to do each, either. And I thought it was interesting that Dan Campbell came out and said, you know what, maybe I put too much in the game plan for this one. You know, did did we have too much in across the board? You know, did we try to put too much in uh, for a short week where you can't go full speed? You know, that's one thing I just think about in general. Um, and I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but it just it's one of those things that I think of a little bit, you know. And I've got a hand in that. I've got a huge hand in that. Um, we got the right guys here. We know how to play. Uh, we got to clean some things up, and we'll have six to go when we get back. And the fight's on, man. I mean, that, they think this is going to be some cruise control. We're going to have to fight and, and uh, scratch and fight and claw for everything, man. We have to. That's the type of team we are. That's where we're at. The When he says uh, cruise control, Mike, look, uh, I admit that we all kind of handed the, the Detroit Lions the division. And but you looked at their schedule and you thought, boy, it should be easy enough. They could they could actually with as tough as the schedule is for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles, I think, are clearly going to be the number one overall over in the NFC. But they could have ended up with the top spot with the schedule that the Lions had. You thought that if the Eagles faltered along the way and you look at the schedule of the Lions, the Lions could kind of breeze through the NFC North and figure it out and still end up with the number one overall seed. And uh, you saw them really struggle against the Chicago Bears last week on Sunday, and then you saw them just get hammered uh, and turning the ball over, not looking good. Goff has turned the ball over, I think it's like nine times in four games now. And they have just got some issues that they got to clean up over there in Detroit. You're right. They talked about that turnover problem, like six turnovers in just the last couple of games. But the, here's the feeling in Detroit right now. It's like, oh, God, they're just waiting. Here comes the collapse, right? Yeah, wow, the eight and two. We got people in the national media saying, "Wow, you know, between the schedule the Lions have and the Eagles have, the Lions could actually end up being the number one seed when they win yeah. the division." And people are trying like, "No, no, 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 don't, no." <laughs> they're plugging their ears because they're just waiting for the bottom to fall out. Typical. I mean, that whole area has suffered so long between the Tigers and the Pistons, and of course the Lions. So, but within a year. You know, like by year two, Dan Campbell got the seats filled. Dude, there were no Packer jerseys in that place the other day. None. Really? Oh, none. I I even took a video out in front of there before, and I I I did a you know 360 with the the video camera, and I said, look, there's there's no. I counted four jerseys out at the front door of Ford Field about two hours before the kick, and I took a break or two wow. during the game to look. I mean, that place is Honolulu blue. And and that's that's even you know on the record in terms of how they started selling out the games and season tickets and that kind of thing going into this season. So they this is Michigan's big hope besides you know the the suspended the team with the suspended coach down the street. But um, we talked to Dan Campbell about that and he mentioned that little thing about uh, cruise control 
and now already you see you can see him trying to say like whoa 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 I, I didn't mean to say that because he could see that in the Detroit Free Press the next day he talked about that. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I, did, I, I shouldn't have said it that way. I don't think our guys are on cruise control. What I'm saying is, man, if you don't play, it doesn't matter who comes in here. When they play a perfect game, if we don't play our best when they're playing a perfect game, things like that will happen. That, that's, that's what I'm talking about, you know. Don't assume anybody. We were, that, we're the same team when it all – last year we're four and seven. Everybody thinks you're – and you just – you start doing things right, start getting takeaways, you don't turn it over, and all of a sudden you're a pretty formidable opponent. So the odds of that – we go and turn the ball over three times against every opponent we have left, the odds of winning are going to be pretty slim. You know, Mike, and we talked about that, the, the nine turnovers in four games and the fact that they turned the ball over against the Packers, statistically against the Packers, they were able to go up and down the field. They made big plays, but they weren't able to punch it in because they kept turning the ball over. Now, part of that is because the Packers put so much pressure on Jared Goff, and you've got to give the Packers credit for that. But he's right. Look, statistically, they beat up on Green Bay, but they did it because Green Bay was opportunistic and, and took the ball away. Right, and, there, and in the next segment, I've got a great example of that where probably Joe Barry doesn't get enough credit. But, I mean, he showed some – different looks, particularly for this Lions game, where they not only created a toner toner over, but they got, you know, seven points out of it. So that's where Campbell's at though too. He's taking a step back now. You know, he got punched in the mouth by of all teams in the in the division, the Packers, and uh, and the young quarterback. But also uh, he's realizing that he's not getting a certain stat and creating takeaways, creating turnovers in these games. Here's what we got to do. We have to get takeaways. We have to. That's something that we desperately got to work on. It's one of the things we did a really good job of this time last year. Once we hit that last, call it eight to ten games, we were we were getting takeaways. We were playing tough, man. We were, uh, you know, we were we were pressuring the quarterback, affecting him. But then, man, we were getting these. You're getting two a game. You're getting, and that's where we're not getting those enough right now. And to me, that's a mindset, and it's something we got to work on. Have we worked on it? Yeah, but not enough. There's a different way to emphasize and I believe that uh, and we just get one or two of those man we can change the game here um, and and that to me is where the emphasis has got to go for us defensively you know we got the guys we got the coaches but we we, we got to get better there we got to find a way to get some takeaways now Mike uh, the one thing you're talking about the takeaways from the Packers perspective I thought it was almost as if Rashawn Gary and, and Preston Smith were listening to the program this week when we were talking about where they need to meet at the quarterback uh, more often. Rashawn Gary has been so productive on the amount of snaps that he's actually played this season, but you wanted to see him more out of Preston Smith. They're dropping him into coverage. They're setting the edge. But he got to the quarterback this weekend, and Rashawn Gary was flat out a beast this past weekend, which was so unbelievably uplifting and impressive. Right, and you got to think of the guy's journey. A year ago, we're in Detroit in November. We lose in an ugly game 15-9. to this is when, as Dan Campbell just said there, and remember we were, you know, under, like we were four and seven. We turned things around and, and got things going for our season, came up one game short, but at least we beat the Packers and were the spoilers to take them out. And then you start thinking about Matt LaFleur as a leader and when or if are you going to determine he started to lose his locker with this young group. You know that LaFleur was not happy that he got stuck with 13 draft picks this past spring. Yeah, it's like can we have a few veterans here? Uh, even though he, you know, he played the positive guy at the podium, 
But last year, even when he had Aaron Rodgers, albeit with a you know a damaged thumb, they lost five in a row. They lost seven of their last seven of eight, as Goodikins told the shareholders this summer. So now you just had another four-game losing streak. Yeah, you're rebuilding, and you've got all these young players, and you've had some injuries to key players and all that. But has Lafleur lost his team? And the answer to that is no, no, no. Look how he got them up for their biggest primetime game probably of the season to me uh, on Thanksgiving where they're the only thing on in a, in a big football day and everything. And not only is his players flying around, not only does he have an interesting game plan, but he's got guys like Rashawn Gary that busted their tail to get back on the field within one year of a torn ACL on that carpet in Ford Field. And not only have that, but have a huge game against the Lions and enough to earn that $107 million contract that Goody gave him a couple of weeks ago. So after the game, in the locker room, this is caught by NFL on Fox. This is very visual, but you got the head coach there about to hand out a game ball. And dramatically, he turns to Rashawn Gary and says, points to this guy. Like, this guy, we had to cart him off the field, and one year later he's here with, with three sacks and, and, and leading this defense. And Rashawn Gary, who we've said, he's either in street fighter mode or he's, he's in tears because he's such a high-energy, emotional guy who does stuff for his mom and for his family. And here's that moment of Lafleur handing the game ball to Rashawn Gary, who said, I'm tired of crying in front of all you blankety Yeah. Here you go. You, I have one special game ball. This dude... Career high, three sacks today. Hey. And more importantly, right, we all remember this a year ago. A year ago. You came back. You came back with the There you go. That's Matt LaFleur and giving the game ball to Rashawn Gary. You had a huge game. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break. Mike Clemens brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for a family stay and the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week. That's the Bay Motel on South Military Avenue. Call them today, 920-494-3441, or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. More with Mike Clemens and the Bill Mike. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Four man rush. Goff has dropped. Sack ball is out. Packers will take over. Rashawn Gary has his third sack of the day. That was huge for him to come back to the place where obviously last year was it was a pretty emotional experience. And then he experienced a different kind of emotion today to have three sacks and just really happy for him and, and our whole locker room. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. And uh, I told you the cold was going to hit. We all knew that. If you're thinking about maybe going someplace warm, 
throwing down the shovel in January, February, March. Get a hold of our friends over there, Kirk and the gang, at Cruise Planners, your land and cruise vacation expert. Call Kirk, 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697, and uh, then ditch the uh, the snow shovel at some point. Go someplace warm. Go enjoy yourself, and they can even help you finance it. Again, 262 344 0697-262-344-0697. That is Cruise Planners. Mike Clements joining us on the hotline. Mike, uh, big day for Rashawn Gary, who we had mentioned. Uh, and obviously, it's, you know, like you had mentioned, it's been, you know, a long journey back for him. But, man, the quality of snaps that he's getting when he when he does see the field. I mean, they had him on a pitch count early. But, boy, he has been just a uh, – he, he has been a, a big-time um, – player when it comes to his ability on the field and last year during training camp uh, before the ACL injury we talked about he's taken taking it up a step I mean he's he's off his you know off the snap quicker he's in the backfield quicker uh, and he was off to a great start last year until he got carted off the field at Ford Field with that torn ACL in the right leg just just parawetting it was a non-contact injury which is so frustrating but we asked for Sean. Here he had seven tackles in there, three sacks. Uh, how much did it mean to him to get the win over the Lions in Detroit? It's my return from the field that I got injured at, um, and just throughout this whole entire week, it was a lot of emotion. Um, I was praying, talking to my family, to keep my head calm, keep my head cool, and I'm just happy that uh, you know when I was able to step on the field, God took over and and not allow me to think extra or anything, but that's why I was emotional, man. Coming back to a spot where I had my first major injury and being able to perform how I performed and finish the game, most importantly. How, you know, Rashawn Gary Mike um, is, he's a guy that I didn't think would have, now granted, it's, look, he's not Micah Parsons, he's not Bosa, he's not any of those guys, but he's like that next level, right? He's like that step just below. Yeah, and I, um, I don't know how much of a vocal leader he is, but he's certainly, um, everyone has seen how he's come back, how he's worked out. For the rookies that have been around him six months, they just see how he quietly carries himself in the locker room. But, um, you know, I, I, one of the best things that helped out Joe Barry's defense was the offense. You know, you're putting up yeah. the points early on. That's just the way it felt. Like, I just, every time the offense did something, or even when the defense scored on one, I just like, I can't believe, it's still the first quarter. When does this thing stop? And yet, how, you know, how much time is there going to be left on the clock for maybe the Lions to somehow make maybe yet uh, another comeback in the game? Um, we uh, we went over to cover Jared Goff, the Lions quarterback, uh, about 8-3. and three. And, of course, what did you think of that play? Did the ball come out of his hands? Was that a fumble or was that a pass? To me, on the first replay, I thought, oh, they're just going to say that that was a, an incomplete pass. What did you think? I, I thought it was a fumble. I thought it was. A, I thought his hand was like stationary at the time. I, I thought it was a fumble myself. So you know they're eight and three, and the Lions aren't used to all this attention. And he was asked, you know, do you guys feel like now you're you're instead of being the hunters, you're now more the hunted? Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've we've had some success up to this point. We were eight and three and um, eight and two before today, and. Yeah, teams are, are going to give us their best shot. We're, we're leading our division. There's a division opponent. They came in ready to play and um, did a great job. I don't know if it changes how we approach the game. We're still hunting a whole lot. We're still hunting, you know, 
first of all, our division, and then whatever we can get after that. But the one where I'm throwing the ball, you know, it's hard. It's tough. It's such, you know, minuscule. Like, it's called incomplete sometimes. Sometimes it's a fumble. The one where I'm scrambling, i got to take care of the ball better, no doubt. And, um, um, yeah, it's part of my job. You know, um, when it comes to turning the ball over, you had a a terrific moment also that kind of went unnoticed, so to speak, although it was a score, the Jonathan Owens scoop and score uh, going back to the first quarter that put him up 20 to six. I mean, that was one where you felt like, okay, this this game is now getting to the point where the I'm not saying the Packers have to coast. But if the Packers just kind of defensively do their thing, put up a few more points, they're going to win this game. And that's basically the way it played out. Well, listen. Maybe not an accident. Maybe Joe Barry was on to something. What do they say about the Detroit Lions offensive line right now? One of the best, right? Maybe one of the best yep. in the league. Well, where do you attack that best line? Uh, where they got a rookie out of Wake Forest that's lining up over left guard. Well, what's going on? I thought that was Jonah Jackson's job. Well, Jonah's missed about five games. First a high ankle sprain, then a wrist as, uh, injury against the Chargers. Now their left tackle is Taylor Decker. But they bring in Colby Sorzdal, a rookie out of Wake Forest, big kid, six foot five. And who do you put on him? Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Now, how yeah. do you also make those matchups look a little bit better? Well, you know, you've got Rashawn Gary against a pretty good left tackle, Taylor Decker. Okay, how do you keep Ragnow, the, the great veteran center, busy? Well, they brought in number 96 uh, for, for the Packers, uh, who's, you know, they're rotating and keeping those guys. Very fresh over there. But they put Colby Wooden on him, and then, this is the smart part, it looks like nickel, so you bring in Quay Walker over their right guard, Graham Glasnow, and you've got Preston Smith playing like a defensive end against Penny Sewell, great right tackle, which is really probably the strength of their offensive line. Snap the ball, there's Jared Goff. This pressure is coming out of nowhere from the left-hand side. He's trying to throw to St. Brown, Honor St. Brown, and Jonathan Owens has got him right in front of him. And when that ball comes flipping out of his hands and, you know, it ends up being called a fumble, there's Owens to pick it up and having the smarts to not just stop, to say, take the ball in. If it, you know, let the, let the refs blow it dead or whatever. And so we talked to Jonathan Owens on his scoop and score in the first quarter that made it 20-6 to six for Green Bay. I knew the receiver, he was kind of like facing me, but I'm looking at RG. I seen him hit it, and I, um, I had a situation uh, a couple games ago against the Rams where I forced one, but I didn't believe that I, I got it out, and I hesitated, and I didn't get a block for Devon Jay. So um, somebody was like, bro, you got to go pick up everyone. So that's what my mindset was, just pick it up and run. Best game as a team. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, any time you get a win, you know, it's hard. But this one was definitely, you know, it felt good, man, doing it on Thanksgiving, um, especially on a short week, um, not having any real practices to be able to, you know, just kind of feel the speed of everybody. Um, and just being able to come out and adjust, man, you know, adjust to what we see. They're NFL players, too, so they're going to make plays. But um, you just want to make more plays than them, man. You know? You know, one of the big plays, Mike, I think in this game and also there, there was a lot of highlights to talk about was the fake punt. And, you know, Dan Campbell, look, at the time that they, you know, tried the fake punt, I thought that I was thinking to myself, I think like a lot of people were like, look, this guy goes for it and does wacky things more than anybody else in the National Football League, short of going for it on fourth down and Nick Sirianni, what he does in Philadelphia. 
So I thought, I wonder if they're going to try this here. And then sure enough, the Packers, you know, Lucas Van Essen company, they snuffed it out, man. What a big turning point in that ball game. Right. I mean, it embarrassed the Lions at home. Like, oh, man, nothing's working today. And Rich Bisaccia, the Packers special teams coach, told his young special teams guys, including everybody is saying, yeah, Lucas Van Ness, the first-round pick, what's he doing? Well, he's, he's making big plays in a game like that with Carl Brooks to not get suckered on the fake punt. And Bisaccia said, warned them about trick plays, particularly on Thursday night games. Again, with these, uh, with these Thursday games, uh, you know, Coach Rich always says, be aware, uh, get your antennas high, because um, especially in that, that uh, position in the game where they were down and they needed that fourth down, uh, we, we were ready for it and uh, kind of uh, was untouched and got my, got my eyes up, and he was right there in front of me and able to make a tackle. So uh, definitely a critical play in the game, and I was uh, happy I was able to get the offense back on the field and score some points there. Mike, let me ask you this real quick. Lucas Van Ask, give me your thoughts on his season thus far. I think he's right where Rashawn Gary was. People were asking the same questions about Rashawn Gary three years ago. And the good news is, you know, knock on wood, you've been healthy at your outside linebackers. So, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Preston in there. You've got that. You've got, and Enig Barry has done a nice job, too. So he'll get his snaps. He'll get his opportunities, learning along the way. But, you know, just ask Rashawn. He's like, oh, no, he's going to be fine because he, he likes his speed. And you can see his speed when you're down there at practice. The good news is there's old-fashioned trash talk going on now between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. And one guy who's there to catch it all the time is your speedy corner that's in there now that Rasul went to the Bills, Carrington Valentine. He said one of the Lions players came up to him to number 37 said, who are you? I know one of them said that he didn't know anybody on Green Bay personally, but I think you need to go watch some more film because I ain't ain't cut it, but... Other than that, uh, you know, I just go out there and compete. So, uh, if he don't, then it's gonna be a long. I mean, it's gonna be a long time coming for him because you know, I'm I'm not going back down to anybody. Yeah, interesting because they were playing a lot of young guys. A lot of their starters uh, had been banged up or on the IR, and so the young guys are getting an opportunity. And I like Valentine. He's starting to shine. I know they picked on him early, and he seems to kind of you know licked his wounds and and gotten a little bit better. And another guy that's getting really really good. They're using a little bit more specifically in the run games. Jaden Reed as well. Yeah, with those end runs, man. That one that he made where he cut back in and sort of snaked back and forth up the middle to get another 15 yards. How about Malik Heath? That's the kid, you know, undrafted we talked about during training camp. He did make the roster, and now he has surpassed Samori Torre, who's been a healthy scratch the last two or three weeks. I think the only difference is Heath just seems to be more physical, both on special teams. He had four catches in that game against the Lions. And Jaden Reed with, you know, four catches, as you say, the end runs, 34 yards gain, and a, and a touchdown. And Jaden Reed, who already looks like a three-year veteran, summed it up. They said we had two stops on, on four stops on fourth down. I want to say uh, we had a punt stop. Uh, we had the offense going today. The defense was going. We got turnovers. So, complimentary football. That's offense, defense, special teams all working together to you know come out as one. There you go. Let's do this. We'll uh, go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. Final segment with Mike Clements coming up as we recap and re- kind of rehash, if you will, the uh, the Green Bay Packers win over the Detroit Lions. This past uh, this past Thursday, so it was a uh, it was a happy and and bountiful Thanksgiving day. Everybody enjoyed their dessert, that's for sure. Stay tuned; we got more coming up right after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. What a start for those Packers. Good to have you back. Final segment on a Monday. Mike Clemens joining us. Good to have you on board today. And uh, a couple of things, Mike. It seems also, and I wanted to make a mention of this, that the offensive line with all the uh, adjusting and changing and such that went on and open competitions, Seems like that uh, has settled a little bit as well, and it's certainly uh, – don't get me wrong, it's been an offensive line that all season long, it's been one of the better offensive lines at protecting the quarterback in pass situations all, all season. But it seems like it really played well on Thursday. Yeah, and I just asked Stenovich about that again. What's the deal with the rotation at left tackle? Why can't you decide on a starter between Yash Nyman or Rasheed Walker? And he's like, there's a competition going on. Okay, no <laughs> I mean, yeah. normally you you lock it down at the end of training camp. You have some injuries, but you pretty much always know who your first five is. But uh, to me, maybe not only the play of the game, maybe the play of the season is to go into Detroit. And you've had Christian Watson. What was that set we had of the nine interceptions? Jordan Love had thrown five were to Christian five Watson, usually in, in crucial situations. And so we asked Love, when did you put in that play to go to Watson for over 50 yards? What day, what day is this? Thursday. We know since Wednesday. Um, so something we put in this week that, um, you know, we thought was going to work. And uh, we were confident in it and uh, came out, you know, obviously put the ball up there and Christian went up there and made a, made a great catch. And that was a play, correct me if I'm wrong, that they thought about getting rid of. Isn't this crazy? Now listen to Matt LaFleur here. He doesn't have to give this up. But here's a guy who must feel secure in his job because you take that play and he reveals, yeah, and like a knucklehead, I almost canceled that play. Here's what he said. It was one of those deals. Matter of fact, I almost changed that first play call. Um, I was kind of mulling it over quite a bit. and um, I, I texted Jordan this morning and told him I was going to change it to something else, and he, he, he said he wanted this call. So I said, okay. Um, wasn't quite sure where the ball was going to go. I had a good idea. It might go to Christian or I thought maybe Rome. Um, 
just with the action that we have. I was, I was kind of concerned that we didn't have the checkdowns that we might need. Um, but our, our protection was, was phenomenal because it was kind of a later developing play to throw a post. Um, and I told Christian right before the game, I said, hey, there's a good chance this, this play is going to go to you. Just go up and attack the football. And he did exactly that. So he had a big-time game today. And he did, and Christian Watson, Mike, he, uh, that was the first time that I think, uh, I don't want to say confidence grew from Matt LaFleur or from Jordan Love, but from the fan base it was the kind of game that he had that gave a lot of people confidence and hope. LaFleur just said, I almost canceled that play, and Love said, no, keep it in, we're going to go with it. We asked Watson at his locker, hey, congratulations, and you ended up leading the game, leading the Packers with receptions, but did you know that Matt almost pulled that play off the, the chart? Uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I always want to take the blame, you know, off off Jordan. You know, when I when I know I, you know, didn't do something that great, or or you know, I could have been better. Um, you know, I don't want him taking all that heat. Um, you know, I, I think that you know I'm strong enough, you know, mentally to, to you, know, you know block all that stuff out and, and get through it. Um, so you know, when when stuff you know isn't going our way as a team and it's get all getting thrown on Jordan, um, you know, I'm trying to you know find ways to you know take that off of him. Um, and and you know he, he he's he's had complete confidence in every single one of us. You know, as a receiver core, uh, I mean, we're working every single day to, to to be the best players that we can. And you know, he he sees that, and you know, we see that in him too. Uh, so I mean, we just we come together really well, and we, we have 100% faith in each other. And um, yeah, he he reiterates that almost every single week to, to all of us. Just you know, let us know uh, I got faith in you. Mike, great stuff as always. Here come the Chiefs. We'll talk later this week, okay? Thanks, Bill. See you, pal. There you go. That'll do it. Monday, the 27th in the books. we got a whole week yet to go leading up to Patrick Mahomes and company coming in here on Sunday night. Until we talk again, time for us to go. Have a go. Hoop. Hoop.